It's time for some foreplay for your cheap ass. Keg foreplay, starting the shipwrecks. Shipwreck. And I am another host, Shipwreck. And you're back this week. I am back. So uh work work was busy last week. You had a yeah. you had a vet that was gone, so you were going one short. Yep, and I worked twelve days straight before having a day off. It's a lot. It is a lot. Well Wombat filled in for you last week. Yes. He did a nice job. Not as not as good as you, but Well, well I have to say I didn't listen to the show. <laughs> oh that's alright, I didn't but, either. But uh but <laughs> Shut up. Yes, you did. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the feedback was generally positive, and it was more important to us to get the show out than, you know, to worry about what to do, since I clearly wasn't going to be able to have Yeah, we just show, wanted to get so. a show out there, and so Wombat was nice enough to record with me. Absolutely. Yeah, so. So thank you, Wombat. You did an excellent job, from what I hear. Oh, he did an excellent job reading the GoDaddy sponsorship, too. Well, that's that's really the bread and butter of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's where the money comes rolling in right there. Absolutely. So, uh, so what we got from last week? Uh, you, you listed a bunch of comments about last week's show and everything. Uh, Terp Kristen said, good show, but I'm looking forward to Mrs. Ship returning. Nothing personal, Wombat. I did, however, love it when Wombat pulled a cheapie on Chip, cutting him off and basically telling him to move on. Somebody has to do that. Yeah, that, I didn't do that at all to Wombat during the show. So I, I like to give him his free reign because Cheapy cuts him off a lot. Yeah. So he cut me off. I was trying <laughs> I was trying to talk about how bad the boring game was. Yeah, you talk way too much about horrible boring games. And I get a lot of flack for being a nag. Well, I Wombat prefer was to look at then. it as moving the show along. Well, yeah, because if not, I would have talked about the boring games. Oh, yeah, for... you could talk about the stupid boring games for hours. I mean, that's pretty much what goes into to, uh, getting ready for the show, is you talking to me at 8 o'clock in the morning before I go to work about, man, this next week, the game's coming out next week? They are awful. Hold on, let me tell you <laughs> what the best great. one is. You want to know what the best one is? <laughs> yeah, so then all I get to do is sit there and go, great, <laughs> this week's going to stink yeah I, I mean i like i like previewing some of the bad ones better than the look good at this ones. clip look at this clip look how <laughs> bad it looks because i've got nothing better to do yeah that's nice hon okay all right <laughs> good job <laughs> well what else did people say about the show last uh, week meager had some comments in regards to the simpsons game the simpsons co-op is fun and useful but player two gets totally screwed out of achievements what's about that and you can't play co-op. What's that about? What's that about that? Oh, huh. <laughs> What's about that? What's about that? <laughs> I knew what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. That's all right. Yeah, we uh, Wombat was playing the Simpsons game last week, so he was talking about that. Well, we've talked about that before because I know that was part of our downfall of Lego Star Wars. Yeah, is... that is a bad programming uh, decision. But it's fixed. 
It's fixed in Lego Indiana Jones. Yes, and we don't know about the the re-release of... The complete saga, where they put all the Star Wars games together. Right. We don't know if you get points if you're the the second player in that or not. Yeah, because you got no points, really. Not for the Lego Star Wars, no. No. Uh, Indiana Jones, we're about the same. Yeah. It's nice. It it makes you feel better about playing the second player. Yeah. Otherwise, somebody always gets screwed. Uh, let's see. Allogistic1 said, Why the hate for the Sigma-6 toys? Nicely detailed, lots of articulation, tons of cool weapons and solid construction. You can pose them. I never saw the show, though. Did that ruin it? No, pretty much you don't like dolls. <laughs> and you qualify you... the large... G.I. Joe's as being dolls. Well, and I just don't like the art style. Uh These are, Uh of course, last week, Wombat and I got into a little bit of a G.I. Joe discussion as well. Well, I figured that from the mention of Sigma 6. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, not not everybody knows what what, uh, Sigma 6 is. Um, But, of course, you do. I do. Yes. (laughs) Because, again, another mainstay of our conversation. Yeah. It's not that I thought the figures were bad. It's just I'm not going to like... G.I. Joe, like, figures or properties that are different than what I grew up from. And you grew up with the three-quarter... Yeah, yeah, I grew up with the three-and-three-quarter-inch G.I. Joes. Right. Now, the only thing cool about the Sigma-6 uh, line was the shipwreck figure, of course. Right. Because... Which we don't own. No, we don't own, but on his arm, he has the tattoo of all his love interests. Like, all the names of all the love interests he's had in the comics and... And everything around his arm. So that that's the only neat thing I found out of the Sigma-6 line. Okay. Fair enough. Um, did you watch the show? That was the whole point. Oh, yes. I did I did see a couple episodes of Sigma-6. It was okay. I mean... He says, I made the mistake of watching Viva Pinata and I'm scarred for life. I can never play the games now, no matter how good they may be. That's a shame. We did watch Viva Pinata as well. The Viva Pinata cartoon skews really young. Yeah, really little. Yeah, um, it's it's almost preschool level. I would not, like, think. It's, it's I not don't quite, know. Like it's not quite like it's not quite like the boobas or anything like that. <laughs> boobas, yeah. Or what are the Teletubbies? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's not quite that level. I mean, it's a step above that, but it, it's not it's not like SpongeBob. So you moving on. Sure. Our victory currently on its way back to us from LTA or Elitier. I think one. it's a leader one. A leader? Yeah. I really want to make that French. I've done that before. Well, go with it. Okay. A leader one in California, uh, and it's going to Outlaw Moogle next. So, did you start a separate thread? No, I still haven't done that. I'm very bad about that. Yeah. You need to do that. Yes. And... Did we get a picture? I had to find out if a leader one took a picture. I know originally he said he was going to take a picture with, uh, uh, what's the game called again? Hour of Victory. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Hour of Victory. I, I, all of a sudden I had the the Call of Duty, Medal of Honor. Like I had all the different World War II shooters in my head at the same time. You couldn't think of what this one was. He was going to take a picture of it on the beach. Yeah. But he has finals, so he didn't know if he was going to be able to get out there or not. Yeah, finals stink. Yeah, uh, so take a picture of it. At Study your, him at, at the library. Finals. Yeah, that's fine. That works. Yeah. But uh, so we'll see if he has a picture board or not. Okay, but you need to start another thread because it's hard to this is the, week. the this list is... of people that want it to try and find pictures. Yes. Okay. Uh, down with the ships. What have we been playing? 
You've been playing Ninja Gaiden 2, yelling at it a lot. That's how you play Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> that is one of the, the key elements of the Ninja Gaiden You're really franchise. mad at it? No, I wasn't really mad at it. You were mad enough to, to really be yelling. To make me respond... If you're not going to have fun playing it, you should turn it off. <laughs> but that's the thing. For some reason, I have fun getting frustrated at Ninja Gaiden. Um, uh-huh. and I started playing this just before Wombat and I recorded a show last week. Uh, so now I'm further along in the game. And a lot of people are, are somewhat down on this uh, compared to the first game, which I do agree that so far uh, the first game is superior to Ninja Gaiden 2. Um, just in the way that in the first game, it felt like you were exploring more and that all the worlds, or at least most of the worlds were kind of hubbed together to where you could backtrack and and get back to shops and you were going through familiar areas. So you would run into, uh, like different enemies and then you'd be able to explore the area to find secrets more. This one's much more linear and that. They they did that sort of to, uh, I guess, take out some of the backtracking in the game, um, which was a complaint some people had about the first game. But the combat's still great, and that's all I care about, really, for the most part in this game. Unless you're getting your butt kicked by a giant metal snake out of the ground. Oh, the, the, yeah, the, the train <laughs> that looks like Seaman. Yeah. <laughs> There's this big uh, boss that's it's only on the third level. But it's one of the harder bosses. Apparently it's one of the harder bosses. And as in any Ninja Gaiden boss, if you don't immediately realize what the trick is to beating him, you're going to die several times. Until you look it up on GameFAQs. Yeah, until I had to look up... uh, I couldn't figure out... He shoots out like little miniature versions of himself. Right. And I didn't know how to to dodge those or get rid of those. And it turns out if you use uh, the Lunar Staff instead of the Sword, which I was using... That you can pretty much just hit Y. Are these spoilers? Maybe we should move on. Uh, sure, we'll move on. But <laughs> I, I don't know that they're necessarily spoilers. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of still! Darkness. Still! Still! I'm like 25 hours. I beat it. And you're still playing it. You beat it and you're still playing it. Hey, it's Explain one of, that to it's me. It's one of those games that is so repetitive that I just... It's almost soothing how repetitive it is. So, is that why you were yelling at it? <laughs> well, that. I was yelling at it because... You can't say I was yelling at Ninja Gaiden when you were sitting on the couch playing Pokemon and yelling at it. Yeah, and I don't remember why. It was because you got almost all the way through, the, through a dungeon and then you died. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's not so much that you're yelling at the game, it's that you're yelling at the AI of the co-op characters. Oh, okay, so there's, there's co-op characters. Because, you know, that... yeah. You have your little party, and you can tell them, like, you can set their tactics. So if you want them to go after the bad guys or, or mind their own business or stay out of trouble or what have you. You can set, like, their aggro level. Right. But it still seems, no matter what you set it as, the one with the least amount of health is always the one that runs up to the bad guy with the biggest spell, and then we all get to go out of the dungeon. So if one of your characters dies, you get, you Only... get spit out? No, only if it's you or your partner character. If you have other members of the team, no. Okay. It's you in the main thing. So you have two Pokemon that you're going through. Kind of, with. yeah. All right, it's all right. the partners and I, I'm I'm thoroughly confused. So let's let's move on. Yeah. It, it just... how, how how much longer do you think you're going to put put into this game? Um, you still want to play it right now, don't you? 
I haven't even evolved. You're 25. So yeah. you're you're still. You can't evolve until after you've beaten the game. Why? They made it so there's lots of stuff to do after you beat it. I mean, you bought that big old guide for 20 bucks and. Well, yeah, it's because I was tired of you yelling at the game. Right, but now I feel obligated to use it. Okay, well, no, that's good. You're getting your value out of it. I'm, I'm glad. I'm I... glad you like it so much. Isn't Viva Pinata coming out for? It's coming the out for DS? the DS at okay. some point. Yes, that's probably when I'll stop playing Pokemon. Okay, well, that's later this fall. And I haven't played Layton in a while, just because. You've been playing a lot of Pokemon. I'm playing Pokemon, and there's less thinking involved. <laughs> Right. Always important. Moving on. You've been playing Mario and Luigi Partners in Time, which, which incidentally, you think you've played before, but you can't remember. <laughs> right. I, I think... think I've played this game before. It seems all vaguely familiar. Yeah. Uh, I think I've gotten to a point where that I haven't played before, so I have no recollections of any of the level that I'm on. But, uh, yeah, I talked a little bit about that last week. I'm playing that, and I'm still playing Daxter for the PSP, which I talked talk about, about last week as well. Uh, you've been playing Dr. Mario RX Online, which I love. I've got that song in my head now, by the way, just thinking of it. Oh, okay. I actually played the uh, the Virus Buster, I think is yeah, what that the, mode is called. Yeah, the part with the Wiimote. Yeah, uh, I was more interested just to see what they did that made the game different. And it, it works okay. I mean, it, it's kind of more of a curiosity than a yeah. way that you'd really want to play. It's not anything that you'll play for hours on yeah, end like the ba- traditional. Yeah, basically how it works is you have uh, the standard Dr. Mario setup. And then the pills are falling down, but instead of just rotating them with the D-pad and the buttons, you point at, point at it with the Wiimote and hold down the A and the B button, I think, um, some some combination of buttons. And then you can rotate it and drop it down into place. But it gets to the point where they start putting uh, three different uh, pills dropping at the same time. So it gets a little bit more complicated then. It's kind of fun, um, but it's not the ideal way to play Dr. Mario still. We've also played a lot of Lego Indiana Jones. We beat the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, the, we beat the first movie. Mm-hmm. And how are you liking that? I like it a lot. I think it's fun. You like falling off cliffs? Uh, There's a lot of that. And there's a lot of getting shot by the little men with guns because you have no guns. What about the guy with dynamite? No, it's not dynamite. They're like, uh, they're like bottles of. They're like Molotov cocktails or something? Yeah. Okay. Or grenades? No, they look like cocktails. Okay. But they explode like dynamite or grenades or something. Immediately, as soon as they hit you. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty annoying. Oh my god. That, that's that's Ninja Gaiden frustration level right there. And the jumping's a little questionable. You can't always tell if you're just not jumping at the ledge correctly or if you really can't jump to that ledge. Yeah, we spent about ten minutes running around uh, trying to figure out what environment, trying to figure out right. how to get... You were playing as Indiana Jones the whole time. Right, and apparently I needed to jump and roll a certain way. Yeah, there was, there was one cliff that we couldn't quite tell that you could jump on top of. Yeah. So... The main difference between this and, I guess, the Star Wars games is the lack of Jedi powers. Right. But instead, you have the use of shovels and wrenches and the, the spell book and... Yeah, there, there's a lot more specific, like, tools and items that you have to right. pick up in the level to and be able use. to unlock secrets or get to the level. And there's a fear thing. Like, Indy won't go near snakes. Yeah, that, that came into effect a little bit. And there's another place where the kid... In the next movie, 
Short round? Yeah, is afraid of spiders. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So that happens with spiders. Sure. Uh, it, all it is is another puzzle-solving mechanic where you have to use the other character to get rid of the snakes or the spiders. Well, I realize that. <laughs> well, I know you realize that. I'm just explaining how it works. But uh, all right, it, it's a lot of fun stuff. I have enjoyed it, and I think it was well worth it. I don't it. think you're penalized as much as you used to be for dying. It doesn't seem like you lose quite as many uh, of the little Lego pieces or the coins in the game. Yeah, we've gotten true adventurer on every... Really early in every yeah. level. So it seems like they've toned down the difficulty some, which is good for this type of game. Yeah. Especially when you die a lot. Yeah, you do die a lot. Um, shopping. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No? We got a... I've got E3 coming up, mm-hmm. and then we have a vacation to Mexico coming up... Uh, in August, so... Yeah, it's about time to start selling off some of those games. <laughs> yeah. that though I might be uh, trading some in, getting some getting some money to have some little extra spending cash out of E3. We've got but, a lot of stuff to trade in. Yeah. Uh, our contests from our last episode. Uh, These were some pretty good contests. They were. I came up with them. Both. Oh, I meant the prizes, but the questions were excellent as well. <laughs> uh, Nintendo. Yeah, the Nintendo NES with, with, games. with 10 games. Courtesy of Rob Just. Finish this sentence. You might be an old school gamer if. And there were a lot of blowing into the cartridge comments. That was probably the most common. Yeah, but there was um, there was a, a lot of funny comments There were there some too. good ones. Uh, the winner is Red Razorback. You might be an old school gamer if you still have half a notebook of saved passwords in your drawer. Yes. Thank goodness we no longer have to keep track of passwords. Yeah. Especially ones like uh, Castlevania, I think. I don't remember if the first one had it, but I know the second one definitely did, Simon's Quest, where it wasn't letters or numbers or anything. It was, like, symbols. Like, you had, like, whips and axes and just random, like, icons from the game. So you you would have, like, I had this like notebook. how do you write that down? Yeah, I had this notebook where I, I kind of, like, had to make up shorthand symbols of what I thought, like, a, the whip looked like or the axe or whatever. <laughs> So congratulations to Red Razorback for winning the Nintendo and 10 games. The other prize that we have is Dynasty Warriors Gundam for the PS3, courtesy of Cole Kago. Yes. And the question there was talking about the best and worst movie tie-in games. And the winner is Darklighter, who said the best were Lego Star Wars and the worst was Beowulf. I I can see that he uh, hasn't played many of the older movie tie-in games, but Beowulf, from what I played in the demo, it was it was pretty bad. So, uh, yeah. Acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations to Darklighter. This week, we have two prizes. One is Command and Destroy, courtesy of DSi. That's a uh, real-time strategy? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. Um, unfortunately, it has a password save feature. So there's no saving. So, uh, Keep that notebook handy right next to your DS. So you might be an old school gamer if you play... Command and Destroy. Command and Destroy. It's not that hard of a real-time strategy game, though. So that uh, contest is going to be to post what you think the game with the best use of minions is. Okay. Use or type or just, you know, fun with minions. Sounds good. And, again, that is for Command and Destroy, courtesy of DSi. And that is for the DS. Yes. Uh, The other game that we have, which also courtesy of Rob Just, he's going to be providing prizes for months to come, is (laughs) Beyond Good and Evil for the PC. 
and this is which game you wish had a sequel and why. Right. Obviously a game that does not have a sequel. Yeah, that, obviously this is because uh, they just announced a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago that Beyond Good and Evil is finally getting a sequel. Um, and not many people thought it ever would. So, so f- for me, the game that I wish had a sequel... Would... You're going to give it up now? Oh, well, I'll, I'll give it next week. Okay. I've, got one, I've got one in mind. Okay. But uh, try, try not to say uh, things like Call of Duty 5 or Call of Duty 6 or Need for Speed 5. If it has a number, or... don't put it down. <laughs> no. Well, let's get to the new releases then. Right. We've got a lot. Multi-platform new releases. Um, oh, this one's mine. Backyard Baseball 09. This is okay. coming out for the PC and the Wii and the PlayStation 2, and it is already out for the DS. Right. This, the Backyard series is, of course, uh, the sports games for uh, younger children, and they've got some interesting power-ups, and it's really cartoon-looking animation, but it does have players that you would actually know. This year, it's David Ortiz on the cover. Okay. Um, you know, these games are hit or miss. Some of them are really good. Some of them are eh. Um, as always, the uh, audio has been the the biggest downfall. Yeah, like apparently these I, games I can... don't have the best audio, and the you know the presentation always seems a little bit lame. But for what they are, I think this one's getting pretty decent reviews. Yeah, uh, for the for the PS2 and the PC, it's only twenty bucks. I still would go for the DS version that's been out because it seems like that's the version that you're gonna want that's gonna hit the target audience so yeah and as far as these games kind of skewed at younger kids go there's also uh the power pro series now right which can be played by older gamers and younger gamers alike it kind of fits both that might be a better playing together and and there's a new uh power pro series uh the 09 season coming out pretty soon here so moving on to dragon ball z burst limit yeah, this is the first next-gen uh, Dragon Ball Z fighting game. It's coming out for the PS3 and the 360. There is a demo on both systems. I played the 360 demo, and it is pretty much everything you would expect from these games. So if you are in love with the series and the fighting uh, style of these games, which is pretty much uh, easy-to-learn combos, lots of super moves, um, there's a lot of vertical space where the where the different characters hover in the air. Right. Um, it actually has this mechanic where if you achieve certain goals within the fight, like you pull off a certain uh, number of hit combos or you do some deal amount, a certain amount of damage in an amount of time, um, it actually unlocks cutscenes within the fight. So it will go to like uh, a little dialogue scene or whatever or show like a super awesome Dragon Ball Z move, uh, which is... <laughs> It's kind of a neat it, neat uh, gameplay mechanic for right. Dragon Ball Z because that's how the show is. I mean, that's right. pretty much all the show is, right. is fights with people talking to each other. Right. So it makes sense for this, uh, this game in particular. Um, it's got online play. Uh, and, I mean, other than that, I don't really know what much, what much else to say about it. It looks nice. If you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, sure. Not really my thing, though. Well... If it is your thing, 
you can get a free $10 gift card with the purchase of the game at Circus City. Or, if you would rather have clothing instead of money, you can get a free t-shirt and a DVD with seven Dragon Ball Z episodes on it with your purchase of the game at EB GameStop. So again, that's Dragon Ball Z Burst Limit um, for the 360 and the PS3. Moving on to NASCAR 09 for the PS2, 360, and the PS3. All right, that's another one that I previewed. Uh, yep. There's also a demo of this available. Which, this is a game that which I played. Those two right there were the games that you went, guess it's coming out next week. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z and NASCAR, NASCAR. 09. That this... and uh, my fashion show or whatever, my fashion studio. Yeah, that's coming up. Don't spoil it. I'm sorry. Don't spoil it. We get, oh. get slow burn here. But that's going to keep them listening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh <laughs> Yeah, NASCAR 09. So it's definitely NASCAR. It's got kind of a neat EA locker system where you can design your own uh, car emblems and uh, paint jobs for your cars mm-hmm. on your computer, and then you can you can upload them into your game. Yeah, uh, which is kind of a neat feature. Um, it's got a pretty in-depth career mode. This seems a little bit more fleshed out, I guess, than the NASCAR games from the past couple of years. They finally reached the point where they have all the features in the, the next-gen games. Um, so you start off racing the Craftsman Series trucks and then work your way through the different series all the way up to the top. Um, What's the top? I, I don't know. Okay. I, just, I had to call you on that one. <laughs> when, Sorry. I don't know if it's Winston Cup. Do they still have that one? <laughs> um. I, I, I'm not a terribly uh, knowledgeable NASCAR fan. No, I, I probably know more about stock cars or uh indy you do probably what do you know about indy 500 or indianapolis or formula one or whatever that is we're not big race car fans in in, in general no but yeah yeah parents used to go to the indy 500 a lot well there you go it's not far away no no that's right that that's pretty close good for it can we get back to talking about nascar (laughs) nine now Sure, if you can find something interesting to keep me entertained. Well, it has a challenge system where you uh, you go through little scenarios, like you have to avoid wrecks or pit in a certain amount of time, um, and that builds up your reputation so you can get better sponsors and better car parts. Uh, no. I got really bored with the demo and just decided to uh, see how big of a wreck I could cause. Yes, but unless you're playing Burnout, it doesn't really give you points for that. Yeah, I didn't notice that there... I don't think there was any car damage either. There was a lot of smoke. But I think the cars were just kind of, like, bouncing off each other. It's no Daytona. So. Okay. Well, if, again, that is your cup of tea, even though it is not ships, you can get a free $10 gift card with the purchase of NASCAR 09 at Circuit City. Now, they're giving these $10 gift cards away regardless of whether or not they have it by a certain time, right? Yeah, yeah. These, okay. are, these are just if you buy it. These aren't they're the, all about uh, the $10 gift cards, aren't they? Yeah, it's a nice offer. I mean, it if is. you were wanting NASCAR 09, that would be the place to get it right now. Uh, moving on to games coming for the Wii. I'm excited about this one. Blastworks Build, Trade, and Destroy. It sounds like an engineering nerd game. It kind of is. The basic gameplay is a scrolling shooter. Little Big Planet. Did that come out yet? No, it's not. Not out yet. That's uh, hopefully sometime this fall. 
Okay, sorry. I'm just reading your preview at the same time. Yes, the reason Little Big Planet is brought up is because this uh, this game has a very extensive user creative uh, user created content. Okay. Uh, so you can go into the game, uh, and you can create uh, ships. You can create enemies. You can create levels, and you can create different like obstacles and items in the levels. And then you can take these and either share them with your friends on, just on your Wii. Okay. Or you can upload them to BlastWorksDepot.com, which you can then browse on a website. Everything that everybody's uploaded, you can choose what you want to download, download that back to your Wii, and then play those levels or insert those ships or items or enemies into levels that you are creating. Now, the gameplay itself is a scrolling shooter. Okay. But it also has like this Katamari element to it and that when you blow up uh, the enemies, uh, you can then catch parts of their ship and your ship uh, then like gains... Integrates them? Yeah, it, it integrates them. So you have like, if you catch, like some of the pre-standard builds of these things are like, uh, you're like this giant flying head and then like you're fighting these bumblebee guys or something. Yeah, then you'll so have a... then you'll have this, this head with like these bumblebees sticking off of it. And so your ship just gets crazier and crazier. And as your ship gets bigger, it does like the Katamari thing where then the level zooms out and then your ship's small again, but the things you're fighting against are bigger. So it's it sounds like fun. Yeah, it's got it a very like cool you mechanic. Would really like. um, now, here's the question. It's on okay. the Wii. How's the controls? Uh, the controls, I haven't heard anything bad about them. Um, I think it's pretty standard moving with the left analog stick, uh, aiming with the, with the Wii mode type of thing. Um, I'm not hundred percent positive on that cause I've just seen gameplay videos, Okay. but just the kind of bright colors and like just the way the, uh, the custom, uh, items and everything are put together. Very simple, but everything looks very stylized. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what people can do with this. And uh, I wish it was coming out for a little bit cheaper, but at $40, it's still That's not bad, it's still not bad for a what looks like a very quality Wii title. There could be lots of uh, CAG trading. Yeah, and there, there'd be a lot of replay, I would think, on this too, because it does come with like 15 levels for a main storyline. But then it also comes with four unlockable games. Uh, like this was based off a PC game originally. Um, uh, what was it called? Uh, Tamuki Fighters. Uh, I'm not familiar with it, but that's where the core, like, uh, Katamari slash scrolling shooter gameplay comes from. Okay. So it's got a lot of content here with the ability to make a lot more. Absolutely. The game's really as creative as you want to be, it seems like. Well, this next game, uh, moving on to games coming out for the DS, is Jake Hunter Detective Chronicles. And this is a point-and-click adventure game. They're calling it an interactive digital novel. Uh, Never a good thing. No, that that usually isn't. That usually means you're not going to get much gameplay. It's a budget title. It's your, instead of being a lawyer, you're a detective. And you have to interview uh, suspects and look for evidence and, you know. Well, I mean, that's basically what you do in Phoenix Wright. He's a very right. detective-like lawyer. But see, the problem is Phoenix Wright has a lot of the fun, quirky personality stuff to it. Definitely. And this game, as far as the main character, Jake Hunter... Great name. He, great name. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just stands right out. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it's really not that much 
worse than Apollo Justice, but Apollo Justice at least has some flair to it. Um, he's drawn similarly to look like something from a, uh, um, you, you distracted me now. Oh, okay. Like okay. A hotel desk. Okay. Okay. Here's the problem. And here's where you know it's a budget title. You're, you know, let's say you're Jake Hunter and you're looking for uh, a clue at, say, a library. I would take every book out until I find it. Well, the graphics are you, cartoon, hand-drawn Jake Hunter, mm-hmm. pasted over a photo of a library. And I'm pointing and clicking on this photo? I don't know, but do you remember those old Carmen Sandiego games where you would literally, it'd be Carmen Sandiego and then a picture of the Sphinx? My Carmen Sandiego did not have pictures. <laughs> My Carmen Sandiego was lucky to have well, you're old. 16 <laughs> okay. colors. All right, well, so, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. So there, there's confirmed Rockapella in this <laughs> No, game. there's no Rockapella. But it just looks like a budget title. It's getting 50s out of 100 scores, which I guess isn't bad. And if you're looking uh, that's for bad. a B-movie detective game, then this is it. Uh, that's kind of disappointing because Arc System Works, I believe they make some good games. I couldn't name any of them right now off the top of my head, but I know they've been attached to some good games in the past. But, uh, yeah, $20. We got another $20 game here. Yeah. Looney Tunes Cartoon Conductor, uh, which is an Eidos project, and it's a rhythm game. Right. It's uh, it's based around... It's similar to uh, Elite Beat Agents. Yes, yeah. With Looney Tunes characters. Right. And it's based around a lot of the uh, the Looney Tunes cartoons where it was, it was simply like uh, symphony music. Right. And then, and it's all old school music. It's all Beethoven and Bach and Mozart. I would expect it to be. For the most part, they said works okay, but there's a couple of songs that are just not modern enough to seem smooth, and they're difficult. Is Kill the Rabbit in this game? I don't know. It better be in this game. What is the actual title to Kill the Rabbit? I have no idea. It's it's the uh it's you know which one it is. It's the opera. Yeah, I think that one is. Okay. I can't think of what the actual name of it is. If if that's not in there, this game is a complete failure. But hopefully it is. Okay, it's there. And it's Barber of Seville. Kill the Wabbit. Barber of Seville. Kill the Wabbit. <laughs> Whoever the uh the uh composer was, yes. pretty sure that they'd rather you call it Barber of Seville. Well, nobody knows who the composer is. They they just know it as Kill the Wabbit. All right. Well, Kill the Wabbit is there. Excellent. It's a must buy then. Yeah. That better. That's got to be the final level. Yeah, it said the ones. It, it's there's just a couple levels that the songs are a little bit difficult to get through just because they don't really lend themselves well. I'm sure it's not a triple A title, but it looks. It looks like something I myself would have fun with because yeah. I really like the Looney Tunes, and especially you really the like, ones set to music. Rhythm based games. Yes. Okay. Moving on to oh my gosh, a DS game that's thirty dollars. My it must be good. Studio. <laughs> it must be really good. It's thirty dollars. It's much more than Jay Hunter or Looney Tunes. Uh, 
What? Hmm. It's it's you design clothing and you you try and get mo- you pick your models to model your clothing and then you try and get your clothing to make it into the magazines. That sounds good. That's uh that's like that one fashion show on TV that we watched that one time. Um America's Next Top Fashion no, Designer. No, it's not. It's uh <laughs> Oh, the German model. Barbara Seville. No, you always do this. You know that kill, one. Kill the wabbit. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> no, it's like that. Uh, crap. Uh, <laughs> what is it called? Everyone, oh, I, where's Mrs. There, Wombat? There's a bunch of people saying it right now. Yeah, they're, they're, I know. I, I don't know. We, sh- we should move on. That's going to drive me crazy now. Well, that's why I did that. <laughs> Can't you just pause it until I remember? No, we're moving um, along. So, so my fashion studio—that's that, a—that's uh, a fashion game, then. Yes. All right. Here, talk about Metal Gear Solid Four while I try and remember what that stupid show is. All right. Yeah. Obviously, the big release this week is Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns of the Patriots for is this the, the one PlayStation Three. You 3. can be a statue. Yes. Okay. This is the one that has. Man, that pre- that demo came out years ago. That was a while back. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. We were living in an apartment then. Oh yeah, that that was last fall that that demo came out, I think, or the the video at least. Um, yeah, that that uses his new uh, active camouflage, digital camouflage uh, suit, to where you can blend into your environment. Project Runway. There it is. There it <laughs> there it is. Metal Gear Solid Four Project Runway, where you have your digital camo suit. That's all the rage this year, I, I hear. Digital uh, camo suit. Yes. At New York Fashion Week. Got yeah, it. Yes. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I, I don't want to talk a ton about Metal Gear Solid 4, just because everybody... There's been so much talk. Yeah, everybody knows what they're going to get with it. Extremely high quality and polished game with a lot of cutscenes. Um a really con- duration and length. Yes, the, that no, nobody technically can comment on, but somewhere between zero minutes and 90 minutes. Expect a lot of cutscenes. Um, but if you're a Metal Gear fan, you're used to that by this point. There's always been a lot of cutscenes in the Metal, Metal Gear games. Um, you can expect a, a fun uh, game with a lot of depth, a lot of different things built into the game. I think that's where the Metal Gear games excel, is that, much like Grand Theft Auto, there is a lot of different stuff to do within yeah. that environment. Much different games, but the same level of detail goes into both. Right, which is why it's been how long since... Uh, it's been quite a while since Metal Gear Solid right. 3. Uh, at least two or three years. Um, and I'm not going to pick this up right away, simply because we're saving for our vacations. And I never got around to playing Metal Gear Solid 3. Right. So I'll We've play through Metal Gear discussion. Solid 3 first um, and then get back to this. But this is going to sell a lot of PS3s. Which... There's quite a few games that haven't been finished at our house that need to be finished first. Yeah, yeah. Metal but... Gear Solid 3 is on the list. and Yeah, it was pretty much, it came down to either me buying Metal Gear Solid 4 or Ninja Gaiden 2. Right. And I'm a much bigger fan of Ninja Gaiden. Well, and you never finished the one with the alien chicks that you get to sleep with. Mass Effect. I even haven't even gotten and to sleep with them yet. you never finished Grand Theft Auto. I'm very close. And there was another one that you've been playing that you never finished. You never Assassin's finished Creed. the the big boobed fighting girls fighting game. Arcana Heart. Yeah. 
Well, I've played that one quite a bit. It's but just that I can't, can't be the, the last boss, so not finished. Okay. See, there's there's a whole lot of open-ended stuff that then once we get back from vacation, you can focus on Metal Gear 4 for as long as you want. Yeah, and there's always the possibility or the the definite foregone conclusion that there's going to be a definitive version of this come out at a later date. There's always a possibility. There, there's always a substance or a subsistence or some other S yeah, word. Substance is worth more than subsistence. That is that is very good to know. Trade and value. <laughs> you don't want to get confused on those two. Yeah. There is a limited edition of Metal Gear Solid 4 that's exclusive to EB and GameStop. Uh, that's $85 that with comes. Artwork? Uh, with artwork, that that's just a fancy box. There's There's a Blu-ray with documentaries. Soundtrack? A soundtrack, yes. Yes, it's got all of that for $85. Uh, and there's there's a couple other deals, too. Like, Family Video is offering it for about $56 shipped, the normal version. Right, and Circuit City is giving away a strategy guide to yeah, purchase. Not bad. And, of course, there is the PlayStation 3 bundle, Metal Gear Solid bundle, that's coming out this week. Right. Where Walmart and, I think, Best Buy are both giving you a $100 gift card uh, when you buy that. So, if you don't have a PS3 yet, that is the way to go. Because you get the DualShock 3 and Metal Gear Solid, which I'm assuming if you don't have a PS3 and you're buying one now, that's the reason. Because you want Metal Gear Solid 3. Fair enough. Or 4. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or both. Or you could just be buying it because you want a nicer system to play Jeep Thrills on. Will not work on the Metal Gear Solid bundle PS3. It's not backwards compatible? No, it's a 40 gig model comes with the Metal Gear Solid uh, bundle. So, so you can't play any PlayStation 2 games? No PlayStation 2 games on the 40 gig model. PS1 games you're, you're fine with, but we don't have any of those coming out this week. Really? Yes. So how, what size hard drive is the one that we have? We have the 60 gig model, which comes with the PlayStation 2 hardware built into it. Okay. They later so took that hardware way- out. The PlayStation 2 hardware doesn't fit on the 40 gig hard drive? No, no. We actually have... The chips that were in the PlayStation 2 in are our, inside our PS3. Right, then they went to an emulation system. Right. Where the 80 gig that they currently sell, yeah. that comes with one of the two PS2 chips inside of it, and then emulation software to perform the rest of the PlayStation 2 So gaming. what does this 40 gig come 40 with? 40 gig comes with none of the PlayStation 2 hardware inside of it. No chips. No chips. And it, no emulation. It can't emulate it. Because why can't it emulate? I, I don't know the... The exact specifics about it. It just hasn't been hacked yet. No, no, it's it's physically cannot do it. But how? I mean, how could it physically? I mean, I I don't know. I'm just pretty stating sure that why it was it physically is. not impossible for the Xbox playing SNES games, but ours certainly did. <laughs> it, it certainly <laughs> did. Yes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. We're getting off topic. Uh, PlayStation Two Jeep Thrills. You previewed this game. But I'm really going to say that... This is a $13 game coming out. Uh, oh my gosh, really? Yeah, really cheap. Um, is this like the game that we got from Ford? Volvo. Volvo. Volvo That's Drive right. for Life. Right. One of the it, rare it Xbox free games. free because you just had to preview a... You had to test drive test a Volvo. Drive. Well, preview, test drive, same thing. Yeah. Uh, well, this one is... It's similar that in, in the fact that it's all one... You should just give it away with the Jeep purchases. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got a bunch of different Jeeps, and you, you race them in a $13 racing game. Okay. 
Uh, moving on to the 360, it's pretty obvious that no one really wanted to compete with Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots coming out on the PlayStation 3, so nope. they came out with Don King Presents Prize Fighter. Yes, this is going to be coming out later in the year for the Wii, and I think the DS has a version coming too, but of course those versions are going to be much different than the uh, 360 version. And it looks like the... the uh... Moral of your preview is buy Fight Night Round 3. Well, not necessarily, but Fight Night Round 3 was a really good boxing game. And okay. it's the only one that is available for the 360 right now until Prize Fighter comes out. Yes. Right. Um, and the graphics are still far su- superior on Fight Night. Uh, but as far as the depth of the game goes, mm-hmm. Don King might have more depth because you go through... Uh, a more involved career mode. It's it's got creative fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Whining got online play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or yes. I don't know what that word is, but I think you meant whining. Yeah, whining. It has an H in it. No, not that kind of whining. Like whining and dining, as in you serve like, wine, you drink wine. That's not a word. That is a saying. I know. And I have included I it in my preview. <laughs> didn't the spell check pop up and argue with that? I, I, I don't bother with spell check. I, I know how to spell. Huh. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I this really is don't made, care. It's Don King. Yeah, it's made by the same uh, same guys who made the Rocky games for the last gen consoles. Okay. Which were okay fighting games, but they were really hard. And apparently they've toned down the difficulty uh, for this Don King game. Um, it does have some... Like legendary and current boxers, I think it has like forty total, but they're not on the same level as what you'll find in Fight Night. Like the more recognizable names are uh, Ken Norton and Joe Lewis, which are very recognizable names, yeah. but they're not Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson or Vander Vander Holyfield or any of those guys. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, so it could be decent. It's got a very involved storyline that has, it plays out like a documentary. And are there any bonuses of buying it at a certain place? No. No. Okay. $60 so, everywhere. On to the DL. Uh, there's lots of stuff to be able to download this week. Uh, some good and some other. Some Pokemon uh, Ranch. My Pokemon Ranch is a WiiWare game where your Miis get uploaded to the ranch and your Pokemon get uploaded to the ranch either from Diamond or Pearl, or you just get Pokemon through the game. And they interact. They have bonfires. There's s'more making. Yes, there is. And you just watch them. You just watch them interact. I I watched the the preview on the Nintendo channel. You can have a thousand Pokemon on screen at once. Oh my gosh. Just, Just doing their own crazy stuff. They build totem poles. They, now, they dance around in circles. So do you remember how we were watching um, uh, one of those shows on Comedy Central, and it was talking about how the Congress was doing the, uh, like, inquest into the, what is it, My Life or... Whatever. Oh, Second Life. I, Second Life. Second Life, yeah. Um, and how they had, like, a Second Life meeting. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was sad, but what would be even more sad is if we could somehow get Congress to have me's on Pokemon Ranch. Just have little senators walking around with, with, <laughs> with Pokemon, Pokemon everywhere. <laughs> that is really the only way I could come up with me wanting to play this game, is if I could get the senators to play Pokemon. 
That that would be a humorous scene. Because it I was like funny that. enough when it was on Second Life. Yeah, yeah. You throw in Pokemon was... and. Yeah, th- this isn't much of a game. Like no. the only game aspect it looked like really was uh, the the head girl at the ranch would ask you for certain like, Pokemon. Yeah, go get me this Pokemon, and you'd have to go find it on Diamond on, or on Pearl? Diamond or Pearl, like on the DS, and then bring it back to her. So you were, you were basically pay- playing as Gretchen Fetchum from Viva Pinata. Yes. That 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 is this game. Yeah. What else we got? Bio Miracle Bokuti. Upa. I'm glad you had to pronounce that because I I had no no idea. I did buy it though. What did you just say? Did Oop. you just say Oompa? Oompa. Oompa. Oh, I thought that was just. No, it, it, they just keep Oompa. on stringing stringing uh, words together. It's kind of fun to say. Well, good. It's kind of fun to play. Yeah, I saw you playing it, and it looks like Baby Mario. Well, that's what they called it over here when they when people made bootlegs of it. Right. Um, it's a good platform. It has nothing to do with Mario, really, but You're it bases itself around the original Super Mario Brothers and as far as the platforming goes. So you're this little baby and the enemies are all like I don't know, they look like pigs to me. I think they're supposed to be kind of some kind of like I wasn't gremlins that or, much attention. or something like that. But so you go up and you hit them with your rattle mm-hmm. and then they float up into the air. Mm-hmm. And at that point you have two decisions. You can either jump on top of them and float up with them to get to the higher platforms. Okay. Or if you hit them from the bottom or from the side you can shoot them off, and then they take out the other enemies. Okay. And so at the end of every three or four levels, however many you're in a world, you get to fight the uh, the boss pig. And the boss pig spits out uh, little enemies out of its mouth. And, and so then you have to hit them yeah. towards the boss and yeah. hit them We've all levels. played old school platformers before. Yeah, but this is a really good one. I know. It, it makes I'm, not, a, I'm not saying that it's not Yeah, good. but a lot of people, I mean, this is a Japanese import. It never came out here. So a lot of people have never played this. I never even knew about this game. And how much is it? Six bucks? Six bucks. That's, it, wow, that's I worth think it. it. I think it's worth it for a game you're not going to be able to find anywhere else. No. I, I've, um, and it, I it mixes in it. a bunch of different gameplay mechanics. Like there's dig dug levels where you're – or dig dug type levels where you're digging through the, the uh, dirt. And there's right. swimming levels. And it's just really responsive. It's, it's a fun game. Well, and speaking of dig dug – also coming out for the Wii Virtual Console, uh, this was an NES game where you were Dig Dug and you were digging <laughs> a little... That's pretty much Dig Digging dug. little trenches and ditches and trying not to have the bad guys fall on your head and try and... Yeah, you, you're you're trying to inflate the bad guys. Make them pop. It's fun. I, I like it. Uh, Dig Dug's a blast. I played it a lot on Xbox Live Arcade mm-hmm. where it was... It was five dollars. Five dollars versus the six dollars. Or you could get this console. on numerous Namco collections. Either way, it's worth it if you don't have it on one of your current gen systems. So yeah, it's six dollars because this is actually an import as well. I like Dig Dug. Yeah, I was surprised that Dig Dug never I can't came get out. That last achievement though, where you drop a rock on three. On four. Four. I haven't yeah. gotten that one. I don't think and I, I haven't gotten the dig oh, up no. the whole screen. I have gotten that. I haven't got the dig up the whole screen. That is a hard achievement because you can't tell which way the, the uh, enemies are going to go. Yeah. Once you've dug all the ground out, they can go anywhere. I got all the rest of them. Yeah, yeah it's a fun game. It is. Uh, Frogger 2. I didn't know there was one. You didn't know there was a Frogger 2? This is actually the third different Frogger 2. Okay. Uh, this is coming out for Xbox Live Arcade. It's a totally original Frogger game. Um, totally original? Yes. Uh, Brand new Frogger 2. For $10? For $10. Seems a little bit high. 
I'm just kind of over Frogger unless it's going to do something completely new and different. I really like Frogger. And you're over Frogger. I'm going to have to play the demo. I, I'm going to really have to play the demo and see if there's enough game there to sat, satisfy me for $10. $10 is a for lot Frogger for Frogger 2. Like, it's more in-depth, but I don't know if you need more in-depth than Frogger. No, Frogger doesn't have to be in-depth. It's just... I, I don't know that I need boss battles and stuff in Frogger. But If you're going to play Frogger, go back and play the original then. Which we have for $5 on Xbox exactly. Live Arcade. Exactly. So do you need Frogger 2 for $10 on Xbox Live Arcade? No, but I won't have any problem playing the demo. Right. This yeah. this could be the most amazing Frogger experience the world has Free ever known. demo versus $10 is a lot. Okay, anyway, moving on to Wolf of the Battlefield, Commando 3 for the Xbox Live Arcade for $10. And this is a Deja preview. Yeah, it came out last week for the PlayStation 3. Um, the main difference between the two is that the 360 version comes with a beta of the upcoming Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. So this is a buy. Because I'm going to want to play the, the beta of that. Uh, plus really? It, yeah. I, I'm, well, it probably is a buy. Unless Commando 3 just is absolutely junk. Whole releasing the betas in with games just to get them sold? It worked for Crackdown. Yes, it did. And Crackdown turned out to be good. Nice. So maybe Commando 3 will turn out to be good. I haven't really looked at the, the reviews for the PlayStation 3 version of it. But, uh, I don't know. It's a free demo. I wish, I'll try. I wish you could, like, you know, have an experiment where you could run two things at the same time, where you could have a population that got to choose whether or not to buy the game because it had a beta included, and then you had a population that you just sold them the game with no beta. That's a good, that would be a good study. Yeah. You know, because I, I really would be interested in seeing the numbers for games like this. But anyway. Yeah, where the beta is by far the, uh, the fan favorite. Right. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, oh, this was a letter we received. This this was a message in a bottle that I decided to in- include here at the end. You called the message in a bottle? Yeah, remember Wombat came yeah, up with I that? Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to preface this by saying that even though I'm primarily a PC gamer, I still own all current consoles and enjoy them. I'm also not going to claim that you should start playing those games to present better previews. But if you're going to talk about the PC, please do it consistently so I'm not clutching my nerdy chest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry like about that. Already. In the period of time that your last podcast represented, the already successful Age of Conan was released along with Dracula Origins and the new enhanced version of Mass Effect, both of which I wrote previews for that never made it onto the website. Yes, I. the problem with those three were that we actually wrote previews for them, but then we lost the file, right? Or yeah, we copied over happened. we copied over the file where we had the, those previews written. I lost a bunch of stuff because I was previewing things at work. Yet uh, you mentioned none of them, and that's fine if you're too busy to research them in what is probably already a time-consuming show. Thanks for recognizing that. I'm not here to nag on that, but if you can't, that's your fit job, in, right? Yeah, that's my job. Maybe you should <laughs> drop the PC altogether, which we've really been discussing. I'm ready to admit that PC games don't have the bravado they once did, but when you skip major releases, it does get for several weeks at a time, and then note that only obscure, low-budget strategy <laughs> games are released. I grip my teeth incessantly. He has a good point. He does have a good point, uh, which is... Which has been my point for a while, is that yeah, it, we, we either need to do the PC games or not do them at all, but yeah, none of this half-assing... Which, which I think we're pretty much deciding not to cover and them at all. And it's not that I don't... I mean, we bought a PC game this week. 
Oh, we last week. Last week. Yeah, we bought uh, the King's Quest collection. Right. We both grew up playing. I at least I played just as many games on our Mac, which was unusual. Mm-hmm. Than that I did on the Nintendo. I I played a good amount on the Apple II, uh, and. A little bit on the Mac, but mainly on the Apple II growing up. But it's just gotten to the point where mainly what we play now is console games. And since neither of us have a PC and neither of us have Windows for our Macs, I feel like I just won't, wouldn't be able to do justice for... Yeah, I actually did play a little bit of a, a Mac game this week. Uh, it was a Diablo-style clone that came out with a uh, a free demo. Hmm. So I gave that a try. Um, what was the name of that? One second. Uh, well, here's the other thing to think about. Maybe we should get somebody to write up little previews of the games coming out for PC. That would be perfect if if somebody wants to actually take the time to do that every week. The other thing that's really difficult is that you don't, often don't know far enough ahead of time. And I really have to, because of my job, start previewing. Like, I'll start previewing games for next week tomorrow. Right. Because otherwise, there's just not time. Yeah, they they get piled up. But it does with the PC games. You don't always know what's coming. But maybe if somebody want was really into PC games and at least wanted to include the written previews in the uh... yeah, we we definitely be up for that because especially with Steam and the other GameTap and other online distribution services, it's just it's too so much to keep up with. We should have people email you. Yeah, if, if they're if they're interested, uh, let us know. Send but it us... has to be consistent because uh, it's obvious that people don't like the you know. Yeah, I would Come say send us a a uh, kind of a sample of a game you would preview. Yeah. Uh, just because we we'd like to have some some kind of quality <laughs> <laughs> associated with it. That's true. Um, but oh, the the Mac game I was playing was Depths of Peril, uh, which I only played for about a half hour. And then Gee, I, how I, could you not remember what that name was? Well, that's that, that's really why weird. I had to look it up. Okay. Uh, well, that, was clone, good, that was from Kevin in Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Um, P.S. Love the show otherwise. Thanks, Kev. Um, wrapping it up. I feel like I'm going to get kicked off my own show because it's been kind of random and a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you got to get back in the groove. I, yeah. Okay. Start by start by reading this GoDaddy Yeah, uh, this will get me back promo. in the groove. Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blogcast, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of CAGCAST or CAG4Play, you can enter the code GAMER1, that's G-A-M-E-R-1, and get your .com domain name for just $6.95 a year. Some restrictions apply. See their site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Sounds like a good idea. Oh, it's good to be back. Um, <laughs> as always, leave us digs. We really appreciate them. And leave us feedback on iTunes. Check out the CAGcast, which is Fridays now. Yes. And as always, check out the written form at cheapassgamer.com. You can email us with questions, comments, or concerns at shipwrecks at cheapassgamer.com. Or foreplay at cheapassgamer.com. And don't forget to enter our contests because we have some fabulous prizes. Yeah. I, we're, we're giving away Command and Destroy this week. Mm-hmm. And, and Good and Evil. Beyond, Beyond Good and Evil. Evil. Yeah. Um, which, Beyond Good and Evil is a great game. I still can't. I still can't. <laughs> Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer? Command and Destroy. Command and Destroy is what we're giving away. Right. Command and Conquer is 
also a strategy PC game. Right. But that's PC. Also and not on one that requires the use of passcodes. Seriously? Right. Wow, that amazes me. But you know my Pokemon game has passcodes, too. Really? Yeah, Doesn't I don't know say? what they're for. Oh, okay. Every time I turn it on, it gives me a little code. Huh. I don't know. I don't use that. I don't have any friends that play the DS other than... um. Oh, there's a lot uh, of tags that play the DS, but I, I don't know what you would do with uh, Mystery Dungeon. You just made me blank on who I played Animal Crossing with all the time. Oh, that was uh, Jakovnik. Yep. Mr. Jakovnik, right? I think so. Kanovnik. Kanovnik. Yeah. Whatever. Ugh, yeah. Way to butcher their name. Okay. Well, anyway, we should move on to... The end of the show? Well, I was thinking to go make sh- see how many runs the Reds lost by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Okay, we can go do that. All right. We will have a show next week, and if... It'll be a lot more organized, <laughs> I'm thinking. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back into it. Uh, yeah. I'm just feeling a little... I don't know. You're a little off the handle. I am. I'm in a really good mood to just love a half day at work, and we're going to the Reds game. Oh, yeah, we are. But we should just, like, fade this out because we don't seem like we're going to get into this anytime soon. <laughs> How are we going to end it? Done. <laughs>